Let's talk about uh, the female NBA coach prospect leaving to go to the women's NBA and the phrase pandemic of the unvaccinated coming up on the anti-woke podcast. So there's a uh, female basketball coach called Becky Hammond. She was an assistant coach with the San Antonio Spurs, an NBA team for eight years. And I think she's the only female coach in the NBA, you know, there are, there are no head coaches who are female, but anyways, coach of any sort. And there was a certain amount of hype about maybe some team would hire her as the head coach the last go around, but they didn't. And she has moved over to the WNBA, that's the, the women's NBA, uh, I guess she's going to be with the Las Vegas Aces. I never heard of them, but apparently that's a team. And so, you know, if you're woke, then this is sexism. Why didn't the NBA give her a job, a head coaching job? Or in reality, woke people don't watch the NBA, so they have no idea this is going on. But if they did know it was going on, that's the opinion they would have. And I don't care, really. I mean, I kind of doubt it's... Well, I'll tell you what I think. So first off, you know, if you hire, let's see, it's the person called a general manager is the person who hires the coach. And if you hire the wrong coach and they do poorly, a lot of times both of you get fired. So you got to be careful about it. Now, I mean, you know, every year half the teams in the NBA are below average and, you know, a lot of people lose their job every year. I mean, a lot of people who do a good job and just have bad luck get fired. A lot of people who do a bad job and have good luck keep their jobs. You know, so you might say, well, it's like, hell, bad coaches are, bad head coaches are hired all the time. Why don't you just hire this lady? She may be bad, but she's a lady. You can move the rights, women's rights forward. And so I think, you know, so first off, as a general manager, if she does poorly, you might get fired. That's the same for all GMs and all coaches they hire. But I will say, I think if you hire her and she does poorly, it's going to be a little harder for you to fire her. Like you're sticking your neck out when you hire her because, you know, eventually pretty much all coaches get fired. And so do you want to be the, you know, yeah, you're the first person to ever hire a woman for a head coach. And then, oh, boo, you're the first person to ever fire a woman for a head coach. So that's something I'd worry about. Like basically, you know, like say she does terribly and then one year later you fire her then everyone's going to be like, it's going to be the exact same story again. Like, you know, oh, you hired that bad coach. You know, other teams, in the history of the NBA, teams have hired bad male coaches and then not fired them right away, basically. And then, so in the history of the NBA, bad coaches have not been fired right away. So if you go and fire her, they're going to be like, what? There's a whole bunch of these bad coach examples that did get fired right away. Why are you firing her? It's going to bring drama, basically. You know, if anything other than... You know, if she wins, if she's the head coach and you win, I mean, winning cures everything. That's a saying, and it's true. But the other thing I wonder about is because, like, so drama, it's going to be drama. So, like, and I heard someone, someone was talking about what it's like, I think it was the Golden State Warriors. Anyways, some guy, he was in the locker room of a lot of uh, NBA teams. He was, you know, he was a reporter who got to interview them after the game. And he was talking about some player who, right, these are all young men, mostly young black men, but they're all young men, just super high on testosterone, super tall, you know, 
super rich, super able to, to put it bluntly, uh, have sex with as many women as they want. And so this guy was talking about an example where some guy was, whatever, he would take, he would make women do, I forget what, funky things and then take pictures of them. And then the next day he'd bring it into the locker room and be like, hey, look what I got a woman to do. And here's the pictures. So I mean that, even with a, even with a male head coach, that could be a scandal if it got out. Basically the reporters don't mention that stuff. I mean, you know, they're black. Are you racist? Why are you trying to bring them down? But, you know, if you grew up in the ghetto, uh, you may not have the most progressive feelings about women and their place in society. And so if the players, like, you know, it only takes one. It could be the, it could be one of the non, you know, one of the worst players. There's 12, there's 12 uh, players on a team. If the 11th player, you know, one of the terrible players, you know, makes some comments in the news like, oh, I ain't going to listen to a woman or she's a bitch or whatever. Boom, now that GM has real drama on his hands. You know, you're going to have to start firing players, probably. And they have guaranteed contracts, so you still have to pay them, even though they're not, you know, basically, you send them away, but you still have to pay them. So, it'll be interesting. Oh, then they, uh, yeah, also there's the situation, okay, she went to the WNBA, like, no one likes the WNBA, no one watches it. Why didn't she go, like, coach men's college basketball? But what's important with men's college basketball is you like visit these prospects, you know, these potential uh, basketball players, and you're trying to give, convince them to come to your school instead of go to some other school. It's called recruiting. And so, again, and that's important. Like, that's one of the critical things. You know, like coaching, it's good to be a good coach and know your X's and O's. But, you know, if you have all the best players in the world on your team, like, that's the most important thing. Or at least you better have some good players. And so again, our young black man from the ghetto going to be like, yeah, I want to go to, you know, whatever college it is that she would have gone to. And then she recruits them. Like, I have a feeling they wouldn't want to. Like, these are like young black men from the ghetto. If you did a, a study, they'd probably be the least progressive people in America. So we'll see what happens. It kind of reminds me about mentorship in like big business. Like, apparently, if you want to be, like, a CEO or whatever, if you want to make it big as a executive in the business world, a lot of times when you're young, you get, a, you get an older mentor, a higher-up-in-the-company person is your mentor, and he helps you, whatever, know what to do. But after Me Too, all the higher-up men were like, I'm not taking a young female, you know, as a mentor, mentee. And the reason why, like, you know, if you're, if you're a vice president and you take on some new hire, male new hire, and you teach him stuff, well, that's fine. And if you don't like him, you can probably get him fired. You can get the, the younger, the ju junior executive fired if you don't like him. But if you're a high up executive and the junior executive that you're trying to help out is female, you better look out. She might be able to get you fired. So you don't hear pandemic of the unvaccinated from the media anymore, that phrase. And it's because this new Omicron uh, COVID strain variant, variant travels between uh, vaccinated people real good. Apparently you don't, you know, you don't die, but you get it and you pass it when you are vaccinated. So I looked up the stats on vaccine, you know, how many people are vaccinated by race. And it's kind of interesting. I think, uh, well, first off, Asians are like 
they're like in the 70s. 70-something percent of Asians are vaccinated. It's by far the highest. Those darn Asians always being the best or the worst or whatever. Always being the most at something. But I think whites were like 57, Hispanics were like 56, and blacks were 51. And that was December 13 of 2021, so pretty recently. It was kind of interesting. I was looking at like a chart. Um, maybe the last time, that whatever, whatever thing I was looking at, uh, they started tracking it maybe in like June 2021. So it was about a six-month. Actually, I'm not even sure how long they were tracking it. It might have been longer than that. Anyways, they have been tracking it for some amount of time. And when it started, uh, Asians and whites were about the same, and they were much higher than Hispanics and blacks, who are about the same, but much lower, you know, about 15 points lower, 15% lower. And then since then, Asians have shot through the roof, so now they're the much highest. And then whites have gone up quite a bit, and then Hispanics caught up to whites, and then uh, blacks stayed behind. So basically, you know, the media hates Trump supporters. They use the term pandemic of the unvaccinated, right? Like what they meant, what they what they wanted you to believe, and the way they did this was always by, you know, finagling their reporting by never mentioning exactly who are the unvaccinated. They just mentioned, they'd mentioned that Trump supporters have a lower rate, and then they wouldn't mention anyone else. And so I always thought it was uh, Hispanics, blacks, and young people who are not vaccinated. But it turns out it's basically just blacks who are lagging behind now. Anyways, you know, they don't use that the pandemic of the unvaccinated term anymore. They love that term because it was a way to, you know, say that Trump supporters are evil. And then, you know, then they don't ever mention the fact that that would also include black people because they love black people. But uh, anyways, there are some stats uh, and it's just it's just amusing. It's amusing to see that Omicron has taken away that little uh, verbal weapon that they can use against their enemies. And I don't have stats on this exactly, but uh, I think, you know, vaccination stops you from dying. Yeah, maybe, but uh, whatever. Omicron is also, it's making people more equal. It's making the vaccinated and the unvaccinated more equal. I think people who are vaccinated uh, have a better chance of, you know, going to the hospital. Like before, they, they almost never had to go to the hospital, but now they're going to the hospital. So the idea that, you know, some people have this idea... But if you're not vaccinated, it's your fault. You go to the hospital with COVID and you can't breathe. Well, you should get turned away because you're a whatever. Because you made the decision. You you know you made your bed. Now lie in it. But now the beds are filling up with uh, vaccinated people too. ICU beds. So I guess we'll just have to wait. I mean, there's no way they're going to give up on using COVID to attack their enemy. You know, the woke everyone, all the woke media. There's no way they're going to give up on using COVID. To attack the people that they have absolute hatred in their hearts for. But we'll just have to wait and see exactly how they uh, figure out and what phrase they're going to use next. Twitter handle, at Religion of Woke, and thanks for listening.